0: Hello and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Y'all, so much has happened since I last spoke to you guys in my own personal life. And by so much, I mean mainly inconsequential things. But you know I like to keep you all updated, so let me just walk you through it. Okay, first up, I got lip filler for the first time, and I know this is something that people get done every day, but I was terrified, horrified, because in classic stupid me fashion, I had to search many Reddit threads, getting everyone's opinion on Reddit about how the pain is, just exactly how much it hurts. So, you know, not me posting, just me scrolling through other responses to people. And Reddit had me so freaked out. People were like, it hurts so bad. It's awful. I posted a TikTok. People were like, it's so much worse than a lip flip. A lip flip's when you get a tiny little amount of Botox put on the upper part of your lips so that your lip kind of flips up. And I've had that done once before and I found it... <sighs> You know, painful is the wrong word. Like it, it was painful, but it's more like it's just such an uncomfortable sensation having a needle in your lip because they're so sensitive and it just feels wrong. Right. So I was like the idea of being able to feel this actual filler, which is made out of hyaluronic acid, go into my lip. I hope no one out there is as squeamish as me because I'm getting squeamish just thinking about it. So I was so worked up. It's the reason that I've waited so long to get lip filler in the first place because I have very thin lips. I am a thin-lipped bitch, um, as Lola Kent would say. And I was ready for it. I just wasn't emotionally ready for it, you know? (laughs) And it's expensive. Like, I didn't really want to shell out the money either, let's be real. So anyways, I finally go do it. And I have to say, I it was pleasantly less than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't that bad. So if there's any other wimps out there who are scared, just know it's not that bad. And you know what? I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I've done everything to my body, right? Like I have tattoos, I have piercings, multiple of them. I um, have gotten waxed in multiple places. I've gotten lasered, Uh, hair removal in multiple places. I had LASIK eye surgery with my eyes open. I had a nose job. I get Botox. Like I've done the whole gamut of things, right? As far as um, painful procedures that you're not really like knocked out for. Like the only one I was knocked out for was my nose job. I got my wisdom teeth out without even any laughing gas. Okay. I just had some shots of Novocaine. So I'm like, you know what? If I can do it, you can do it. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm a wimp and I've done all of those things. So if you're scared, just do it. But I will tell you, I was so worked up. I was basically having a panic attack and my doctor just always is like, you're being like, he's so nice, but he's like, this is not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be. And he was right. It really wasn't because they numb you up beforehand. And the weird thing is like, they numb you on the surface Obviously, like it's just a cream, so you still can feel it. Like it's still uncomfortable, but not being able to feel the needle really go in and just feeling it kind of underneath your skin as weird and crazy as that sound, it, it helps. It's, it's not that bad. Okay, so the other <laughs> horrifying thing that happened, which is actually much more horrifying, is that poor little Gergie, my sweet, sweet little Pomeranian, got into a literal tussle with a raccoon. And I have to walk you guys through this whole story because <laughs> it was truly an unreal moment. So I'm back in my bedroom. I'm getting ready for bed. You know, we're we're taking the dogs out there one last time before we go to bed. And Kenzie was taking them out. And all of a sudden, I hear screaming. So I run from my bedroom. And as I'm running out, I see Kenzie eat shit, okay? Literally wipe out on our on the deck by our pool. It looks so painful. She like whacks the ground. At the same time I look over I see Gergi rolling on the ground screaming with what an animal that I think is at first a cat because we have a lot of little gray feral tabby cats that love using the shed, they love using the crawl space under my house. And then it like quickly kind of in slow motion though at the same time dawns on me that no this is a raccoon that is literally twice the size of Gergi, if not more. And they are locked like spinning you know like in a total like wrestling match spinning around on the pool deck (sighs) my heart stopped but literally Kinsey pops up from eating shit and hits the raccoon off with her bare hand I grab Gergi he is soaking wet like dirt leaves all in him because there was like a little puddle that they were kind of like wrestling in um he's bleeding. I can't tell exactly where he's bleeding from. He just has blood on his face. Kenzie is sobbing because not only is she traumatized by the fact that she just had to hit this raccoon off, but she's also like very much so in pain. Like we're thinking that she has fully sprained, fractured her ankle or something. So while I'm holding Gergi, she's on the couch. She's like, you have to get me ice. I'm getting her ice. Gergi's still bleeding. I'm like, really my main concern is like, oh my God, like is he okay does he have broken bones and does he have rabies right because as i'm sure we all know raccoons carry rabies more than any other animal and i'm like is he just a goner like i know he has his rabies vaccine but like i, I don't know i've never had to encounter this problem before so i give gurgi a bath and then i start feeling better because as i'm washing him he's like he's acting pretty normal he he only appears to have like a little cut on his nose that's actually already stopped bleeding um so it was, you know, it was a situation of all's well that ends well, because he coincidentally had a vet appointment like two days after I called the emergency vet. They were like, it's fine. As long as you don't see any puncture wounds on him and you're taking to him to the vet in a couple of days, like you really don't need to worry. And so it was completely fine. He's completely recovered. I think he's probably going to have a little scar on his nose. I don't know if it was a bite or a nail scratch. Um, so, if anyone else out there is wondering, if your dog is up to date on its rabies shots, uh, it is probably fine. The raccoons only carry rabies in their uh, saliva, so if they scratch it with their nail, you know that it's probably not going to carry it that way. Which I didn't realize. Um, And yeah, the biggest fear from when I talked to like the emergency vet and my vet is that it, they get like a puncture wound or something like that, where they're just you know going to bleed a lot. Um, But yeah, it was truly uh, traumatizing is the only word I can use for it. Kenzie and I were so shaken up. I think I slept like two hours that night because it was just so scary because I think it's just seeing your dog in that situation and not knowing like how bad the injury is going to be and all that uncertainty. Like obviously we felt a lot better once I realized he was okay and he's literally snoozing peacefully next to me right now, but it was just so, so scary. I mean, cause you know, you think about there's so many little dogs that get like eaten by coyotes or things like that. And it just felt like I saw his life flashing before my eyes. Um, I I really felt like it was the last of us. Like, before I realized that he wasn't going to get rabies (laughs) because he was up to date, I was literally like, okay, he is my loved one that I'm checking for zombie cuts, um, making sure he's not infected, and I thought I was going to wake up in the middle of the night to a rabid dog. Like, I I was like, I am Pedro Pascal in this moment, wondering if my dog is zombie infected. (laughs) I'm sorry if you have not seen that show, and that um, analogy is lost on you, but... I'm telling you, it's fitting to how I felt. Speaking of my little angel dog, I also, since I last spoke to you guys, got a tattoo in honor of Gurgi and Ghost, which is technically Kenzie's dog, but you know, he's lived with me his whole time that he's been with Kenzie, so I feel like he's my dog as well. I love him very much. And honestly, I, I love a ghost motif, so I'm like, it's a perfect scenario for me to get a little ghost tattoo. So I got a little ghost tattoo on one arm and a little apple tattoo on the other, because if you don't know, Gergi is named after uh, a character from a Welsh fairy tale called The Black Cauldron, and then it was made into a Disney movie, and that character, he loves apples, and Gergi also loves apples, so I got this little, like, kind of, it's like a realistic apple, but then it has little squiggles that the tattoo artist drew on top of it, Um and they're very cute. I, I, I love both of them. And if you are in the South Florida area, um, I went to Ollie Inc. And she's really great. Her name's Eliza. And she does really great little like fine line cute work. But again, it was just that and the lip filler. It was it was a lot, guys. And I'm getting microneedling on Monday because I won. I think I told you that I won a microneedling giveaway from the same place where I get my lip filler and Botox. I won it on Instagram. So I have that schedule for Monday and then I'm getting Botox on Friday. So the amount of needles that have seen my body in the month of March is just more than I like to think about um, being a needle averse girl. But you know, each time it gets a little easier because I'm like, girl, you've done this before. (laughs) What's one more time? Okay, in the pop culture world, since we last spoke, the Oscars happened. I love to see that everything, everywhere, all at once kind of swept Um, It was actually one of the few Oscar-nominated movies that I even saw, and I really enjoyed it. It was very nice, you know, having Parasite win and seeing a Korean film represented in that way, but it was frustrating the year that Parasite won because they kind of swept everything, but then they didn't win in any of the main uh, actor-actress, supporting actor-supporting actress categories, so it was nice that... um, you did see like some Asian representation this year with everything everywhere all at once winning and them winning best uh, lead actress and best supporting actor. But full transparency, I didn't even watch the Oscars this year. Like again, I've been so kind of bored with like awards season lately. I know that's not a hot take. I feel like everyone kind of <laughs> is in that boat. Uh, I didn't find the fashion particularly thrilling you know, it was a beige carpet. And then so many of them were wearing these kind of boring beige and white dresses that honestly like, clashed with a lot of their skin tones, which I will never understand. I'm like, can we make these women pop? Like these are literally some of the most stunning, be- beautiful women on the planet. And you're going to put them in this drab, like skin tone dress. And then you're going to walk this beige carpet. Like it was just, it was giving a lot of beige. Speaking of fashion, uh, Law Roach actually announced his retirement. You may know Law Roach best as Zendaya's stylist. They've worked together for years. And uh, it kind of, you know, really rippled through the fashion community when Law said he was retiring from celebrity styling. And people were like, no, this is just a publicity stunt. I don't believe it. But then he ended up doing a whole interview with actually uh, Lindsay Peoples Wagner, who's the editor of The Cut. They sat down, there's a whole YouTube video of it and then it's transcripted on the cut. And I'm not like featuring that as one of the articles because it's a very long interview and it's one of those things where, you know, it's not edited or condensed. It's just him speaking. And I feel like it's kind of important to see what he said in his own words. But basically, to give you the gist of it, he's like, no, I am 100% retiring from being a celebrity stylist. He's like, it's just exhausting. I feel like I give everything all the time. And like I just need to rest and like take time for myself. So he's like, I've never going to be out of the fashion world but he's like i just cannot be at the service of others constantly all the time and law has this really interesting background that i didn't realize where he just kind of came up from nothing and he is one of the first black stylists to style a-listers and zendaya was really his breakthrough client like people didn't want to work with her at the time because she was just considered like a disney star and he was like you know we're gonna come up together and obviously like if you've seen the looks he's put her in she always looks immaculate and she's obviously one of those people who would look immaculate in anything but he dresses her masterfully and he kind of talks about how he has this like spiritual connection with the dresses and he has dreams about it. And, you know, Zendaya has really trusted him, but he's also worked with so many other A-listers like um, Anya Taylor-Joy, Anne Hathaway, Priyanka Chopra. They talked about this drama that he had with Priyanka where Priyanka was crying and saying that, you know, someone told her that she doesn't wear sample sizes and kind of like how that really upset her. And she's like, obviously, I know I don't wear sample sizes, but then Law was talking about how, you know, he's never said that to Priyanka and he's like, there's this issue with like what he calls the gatekeepers between him and the talent. And that can be their agent or their management. And he's like, things just kind of get lost in translation. And, you know, he's like, it just can really break down the relationship between me and the talent. Um, anyways, it was just a very intriguing article and, or interview, and I definitely think it is worth uh, watching. Another little piece of drama I found interesting was about Jenna Ortega, and Jenna just seems like she kind of speaks off the cuff a lot of times in interviews, and so she had, you know, talked about how she did the famous dance scene on Wednesday while she was sick with COVID. So that caused kind of a lot of backlash because they were like, why are they making this girl work? Like when she was clearly sick. Um, and then she talked about how she was on Dax Shepard's podcast and how she would kind of just disagree with certain lines that were written for her character. or So she would just kind of change them on the fly. And she's like, yeah, it kind of bordered on unprofessional at times. But she's like, I just was really protective of her and her story arc. And she's like, I kind of just became her. And I just felt like there was things she would not say. So then this guy, Stephen DeKnight, who's a Hollywood producer, but did not work on Wednesday, which when I first saw the headlines about this, I thought that he had actually worked on the show. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy because he called her entitled. He called her toxic. He said she's young, so maybe she doesn't know any better, but she should. She should ask herself how she would feel if the showrunners gave an interview and talked about how difficult she was and refused to perform the material. Um, she's, he's like, I love her work, but life's too short to deal with people like this in the business. But again, I think he kind of you know recanted on that, and basically he didn't work on the show. But just interesting interesting drama um and clearly she is still very much going to be in the next season of wednesday and now she is an executive producer on the show so she's going to even have more say i think in kind of the direction it takes but again you know me i love when celebrities say things that kind of gets them in hot water because it, it makes things more interesting all right let's get to our first article of the day Okay, our first article is Lindsay Lohan is going to be a mom by Danielle Cohen. So recently, Lindsay announced on Instagram that she and her husband, Bader Shamus, are expecting a baby. Now, the reason I wanted to speak about this is mainly because I found this to be the lamest baby announcement I've ever seen in my life. And she's Lindsay. Like, I'm expecting a little bit more. It was basically a stock-looking photo of a white baby onesie, and it says, coming soon on it. And then... The caption is, we are blessed and excited. I mean, she could have waited one more day, announced it on a Wednesday, and did something about, you know, wearing pink. I don't care what the gender of the baby is. The fact that you didn't incorporate a Mean Girls reference is a lost opportunity, if you ask me. Like, I don't care how cheesy it is. I It's just, it's just what I wanted. <laughs> um, and Danielle wrote, now they're preparing to welcome a new family member, or two, I'm crossing my fingers that it will be twins. I mean how iconic would that be if it was twins it, like all a parent trap that's the thing I would have even accepted a parent trap little announcement like you know the picture that comes together and it's ripped in the movie of her the parents something along those lines like there's so many directions we could have gone and I don't care how corny it is I just feel like it would have been very universe affirming to have that be the announcement style but anyways great for her um you know, crazy that her and Paris Hilton's kids are going to be so close in age since Paris just had hers via surrogate. And I can't wait for those little Nepo babies to be grown up and see what they do. Speaking of Nepo babies, next up we have Sofia Coppola's daughter's TikTok debut has everything. This is also by Daniel Cohen. Guys, I saw this on TikTok because Sofia Coppola's daughter, her name is Romy Croquet Mars. Her her middle name is literally Croquet. Romy Mars, though, is a very cute name. I like that. Uh, She posted this completely unhinged TikTok. And I loved it from start to finish. In it, she is preparing to make uh, pasta a la vodka. And she's talking about how (laughs) she's grounded because she tried to charter a helicopter on her dad's credit card from... New York to Maryland so that she could have lunch with her camp friend. And as Danielle points out, Romy is less a Nepo baby than she is, quote, the second youngest member of a Hollywood dynasty. So, of course, we have Sofia Coppola, who's directed Marie Antoinette, The Virgin Suicides, the list goes on, The Bling Ring. Uh, you know, that seems very fitting, considering that uh, they stole from Paris and Lindsay Lohan. And she is also... um, Her dad is the frontman of the indie pop band Phoenix. And then obviously Sofia Coppola is the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, another highly respected director. Their cousins are Nicolas Cage and Jason Schwartzman. And not referenced in here, also Michael Schwartzman, who is uh, Michael in The Princess Diaries and the frontman of Rooney. The fact he doesn't even get a mention here is like sus. But the best part of this TikTok is not the absurd... Uh, reality of her trying to charter a helicopter, but it's actually the fact that she does not know the difference between a garlic and an onion. And she had to Google images of onions on her phone. She says, I'm embarrassed. Girl, like... <laughs> I mean, at least she's being honest about it, you know. I, I, she even says, "My parents' biggest rule is I'm not allowed to have any public social media accounts." Here's why, and then it's just a clip of her holding a Grammy award and smiling for the camera. (laughs) And then she says, "Because they don't want me to be a nepotism kid, but TikTok's not going to make me famous, so it doesn't really matter." Like, I love again that she's self aware that she is a nepotism baby, but. Then she's so unaware that she somehow does not think that this TikTok is going to blow up. When this is exactly the sort of thing that would blow up on TikTok. And then she brings in the boyfriend of her babysitter. um, And he says, it's not a fiasco, it's a fiasca. You know, it should be gendered as female because uh, Romy is, of course, a girl. And... To add to the absurdity of all this, the whole thing is sped up. So, you know, it kind of has that chipmunk voice quality to it. Again, it is it is a work of art. I expect big things from Romy's directorial future because I think she has the it factor, truly. <laughs> I'm not saying that ironically, like the mix of absurdism, self-awareness, complete lack of awareness of the world like not knowing what an onion looks like um i just it's wow that's like something i don't understand i mean do they just have a private chef and again she's young so i kind of can see it from that angle but like how do you truly not know what garlic looks like like how have you just not even been in a grocery store and seen garlic on the shelves that's i need to know more about that Okay, next up we have I Can't Shut Up About Pedro Pascal by Mia Mercado. I always have to remind you guys when I mentioned Mia that she was actually on the podcast. So go listen to that episode if you have not yet. And I have to say, I mean you can't shut up about Pedro Pascal, Mia, and neither can everyone else on the internet. I didn't even think I was a huge Pedro fan until I found myself watching his entire Hot Ones interview. And I don't really, I'm not like a staunch, you know, Hot Ones watcher. I've watched a few episodes. I watched Emma Chamberlain's. I watched um, Jenna Ortega's. Like, I've watched some of the more recent ones. But I watched all of that. And then I started watching his... Lie detector tests on Vanity Fair, which I love that series. It's so fun. I mean, it's probably, you know, all fake because the guy who does the lie detector test, he does like every celebrity lie detector test. And the interviewer is always like very stone faced. You don't see her, but she's just very kind of neutral and modulated in how she speaks. And it adds to just sort of the hilarity of the absurd questions she's asking, like during the Pedro one, she's like, would you invite me to your birthday party? And he's like, yes. And the lie detector's like, no, it's a lie. <laughs> so again, it's just absurd and I love it. So as Mia writes, the biggest problem with Pedro Pascal is that there isn't one. As his fellow, the last of us castmate, Melanie Linsky once said, there's just nothing wrong with him. And who am I to agree, disagree with Melanie Linsky? Melanie Linsky has been killing it lately. Like, I know she's been around in years for years. I loved her, honestly, in Ever After. That was the very first time I saw her. She plays um, kind of the nicer stepsister of Drew Barrymore's Cinderella character. And she's just recently been killing it because she also has one of the lead roles in Yellow Jackets, which I'm so excited comes out Friday, tomorrow. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, let me know if you guys are yellow jackets fans and that you are excited as well and if you haven't watched it yet please watch it but yeah melanie's also in the last of us so again i just see her popping up everywhere and i love that she's sort of having this resurgence like not that she ever went away but i just feel like i've been seeing her in a lot of stuff recently oh she was also in um that that show i didn't watch all of it with jessica Beale, uh candy she was in that as well so obviously Pedro has been around for a while. He kind of I feel like his big break was being in Game of Thrones. Uh he was in Narcos and then recently I feel like he's just reached this kind of pinnacle of obsession because he's in The Last of Us and The Mandalorian, which is, you know, a Star Wars offshoot on Disney Plus. And as Mia says, However, in the age of parasocial relationships and internet boyfriends, it's not Pascal's acting ability, but his offset persona that has deemed him in his own words are, quote, cool, slutty daddy. And man, this man really is charming. Um, I've also heard a lot of rumors that he's actually gay. Not that he's ever come out as that or anything, but it's funny because I feel like it's always mostly what I see like women thirsting after him and he's kind of famously single I don't think he's very open about his relationships and um, yeah I feel like a lot of girls hearts are gonna be broken if we find out that he just you know wants a man but I don't know that's just rumors I've heard I don't know if there's any truth that I'm not trying to out this man I've just heard rumblings of that And he's actually starring in a uh, gay western with Ethan Hawke that's coming, that was just announced, I believe. So I'm sure that's going to even fuel the uh, narrative that he might be queer. But again, it's his business. He hasn't said anything about it either way. So who knows? Okay. And as Mia touches on the best part of the lie detector test. Guys, you have to watch it because he admits to looking at Instagram Stan accounts when he's feeling sad, and he literally mentions the name of one, and it's it's called Pedro Pascal fan account on Instagram. Mia links to it in the article. He searched his own name on Twitter, and there's a tweet that said Pedro Pascal looks like Orlando Bloom. Oh shit! I'm leaving that in because I swear that was like live footage of a poltergeist. um, My purse literally just fell off a shelf out of nowhere um <laughs> anyways he says he looks like orlando bloom if he was hit in the face with a shovel which when you're looking at him you're like damn i kind of see that like in a good way and when he was asked if he agrees he laughs and says sometimes <laughs> but in case you're getting too charmed by this man as i'm saying this this is a reminder that he was in Galgadot's imagine video which was just a blight on on the internet and then I will leave you with this quote where it says, what's wrong with people who like an old man like me? Focus on Harry Styles. And to that, I say, Pedro, I can focus on both of you. There's room in my heart for both. I, I, I love you both. I, I Again, I didn't know I was going to become such a Pedro fan. One of the first things I saw him in was honestly a weird, what is it, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman 2 And he plays this very eccentric, odd character. And I was like, who the fuck is this man? Like, his vibe is weird as fuck. Um, Yeah, but, you know, I've come around. I've fully come around. Okay, our blind item for today is more of just a story and this is from crazy days and nights though and i have to say i sifted through so many pages of content about Lindsay lohan and most of her stuff on his site is not blind items it's just him like kind of ranting about her and just talking about like what a drug addict she is and bloody bloody blah, blah like again this man he is so harsh for no reason uh but this one the story is from december 9th 2013 so almost 10 years ago And it says Lindsay Lohan and Baron Hilton. Now, Baron Hilton is Paris and Nikki's younger brother. And he's kind of notorious for getting in a lot of scuffles, fights, generally being kind of a mess. Um, and it says, in case you didn't see the photos or hear the news, Baron Hilton got the snot beat out of him over the weekend. And he says it's because he said something about Lindsay Lohan, which Lindsay didn't like, and that Lindsay said something about Paris. And the next thing you know, Baron's face looked like a sausage. So this is basically implying that Lindsay like, got in a physical altercation with Baron. I don't remember this happening, but this is crazy. And again, I just felt it was so fitting because like, look how far Lindsay and Paris have come. Um, and he ends this little story with saying you know, basically this is just going to be a pattern. Like him and Lindsay are going to keep getting in situations like this because they're such drug addicts. And he says, I think it'll be something deadly and tragic, but she will come out of it unscathed because she is like a cockroach. And again, I'm just like, damn, and see, that's so savage. And I just, you know, a lot can change in 10 years. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting and again something that like I didn't remember and 2013 was definitely a time where again I've said it I was on Perez Hilton non-stop all day not doing my schoolwork just scrolling Perez Hilton because I was um in I was in law school at this time. All right guys we have made it to our legit shit of the day and I want to talk about the Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil. My friends got me this and one of their little mud mask uh, no it's like a facial wash I keep them in my shower they look so pretty the bottles are gorgeous they're glass they're stunning I'm always scared they're going to drop and I'm going to break them but they look immaculate and my friend works at the breakers and this is like what they use at the breaker spa but you can get this at Ulta of course I will have the link in the show notes this oil is a little pricey but I'm telling you it is so delicious to put on like when you you're in the shower, you towel off, right? And then while your skin's a little damp, you just put this all on and it smells like a creamsicle to me. Like it's orangey, a little bit like sweet, so nice, feel, but very natural smelling, like nothing artificial smelling about it. It's vegan, cruelty-free, uh, you know, a more sustainable packaging since it's glass and I just love it. Like Osea, hit me up. I would <laughs> love to partner with you guys. And I think you guys will like it too. If you give it a try, let me know. Thank you for listening. And just to remind you, if you haven't rated or reviewed this show, please do so. It will help me so much. And I've, I always go so long without getting a review on Apple Podcasts, but it's so easy to do. Just go find my show on Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click on write a review, give it five stars and write a lovely review and I will be thankful forever. Or if you listen on Spotify, it's also super easy to just click on the five stars in the Spotify app when you search for my show there's also like a new way you can like interact with Spotify and I need to look at that. Like I can post polls and stuff. So if that's something you guys are interested, I'll try to start doing that as well. Again, thank you guys so much and I will see you next time. Bye.